Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. If you live in the Bay Area of California, chances are you're looking to get out. (laughs) Why? Well, if I had to guess, I would say the massive homeless problems, high taxes, and sky-high real estate prices. And it's not just California residents looking for greener pastures. Oh, no. There is a big trend now of people, millennials specifically, looking to relocate while still working remotely for their present employer. The good news is, in all that, is that there are smaller U.S. cities offering cash incentives for workers to move there. I'll tell you more about that after this. Recruitment marketing, as compared to maybe employer branding, is all about getting your message and your story in front of the right audience. It's a lot to manage, and what Practic Talent does for our clients is we help centralize so you have one partner, one vendor to help you manage all those relationships. And not only that, we help you track the effectiveness of every media dollar you spend on hiring so that you know in real time that you're getting the greatest ROI for your marketing investment to attract great talent into your company. We help our clients with recruitment marketing in a couple ways. One is in recruitment marketing strategy. And with that, we really take the time to help you build the right strategy. And then we get mutual approval on that strategy before you spend a single dime. The other way we do this is through our agency of record service. This is a partnership with you where we're able to reach out to publishers on your behalf to negotiate better pricing, to execute on media campaigns, uh, and really act as an extension of your team. Some of the benefits that our clients have seen working with Practic Talents Recruitment Marketing Services is an overall reduction of 30% cost per applicant. That's really significant. It's showing that we're able to leverage great technology, programmatic, and we're also flexible and scalable. We're platform agnostic. We're always gonna use whatever the greatest and latest technology is, whatever the best platforms are to help create efficiencies in your media purchasing so that you're always on the cutting edge. For more information on Proactive Talent, visit them online at proactivetalent.com or click the link in the podcast description. Prior to the whole coronavirus thing, millennials were already looking to leave the big cities. Check out this quote from CNBC. It dates back to September 2019. Data released by the U.S. Census Bureau earlier this week showed that some 27,000 millennials between the ages of 25 and 39 left big cities like New York, San Francisco, and Houston in 2018 for greener and less expensive pastures, the Wall Street Journal reports. Chicago, Las Vegas, Washington, D.C., and Portland, Oregon are also seeing large numbers of residents leave. That marks the fourth year in a row that there has been a noticeable decline in the millennial populations in major cities. And where are they moving? To combat the ever-increasing housing costs and lack of access to family-friendly amenities, to nearby suburbs, mostly, Axios reports, 
But the journal notes other more affordable metropolitan areas are also gaining millennials, including cities like Austin, Columbus, Ohio, Los Angeles, San Diego, and Seattle. Again, that was just prior to the pandemic. Now, during the pandemic, there were articles citing how uh, the pandemic was going to push the trend of millennials leaving big cities even further. For example, uh, listen to this quote from Politico. The date of this piece is, uh, let's see, May 13th, 2020. are about to witness a great experiment. The world population has temporarily reset according to nationality or country of residence. At some point, hopefully soon, the lockdown will end. Travel restrictions will be lifted and planes will start flying again. At the same time, people may end up with more say over where they live than ever before. As companies consciously choose to maintain low overhead, canceling real estate leases and favoring the lower overhead cost of virtual teams. In this new normal, where will people buy one-way tickets from and to? Public health is top of mind and reason number one why people might be looking to make a move. The coronavirus pandemic has divided the world into red zones, which failed to effectively test, quarantine, and treat COVID-19 patients, and green zones, which performed well under the circumstances and flattened the curve. The Daily News tells us which is which and can help you choose which green zone to move to. Chances are, you might want to abandon crowded cities. Ha, <laughs> it's now obvious, if it weren't before, that staying in big cities can be bad for your health. The density of social contact in urban areas, home to almost 60% of the global population, makes them petri dishes for the spread of contagious diseases. And now, in the aftermath of COVID-19, there are a few more reasons why people may want to leave the big cities for greener pastures. Listen to this and see if you can guess why. If you guessed major civil unrest as another reason why millennials are fleeing the big cities, then you are correct again. It's like there's a big broom trying to sweep out our major metropolitan areas, and I can only guess when the dust will clear. As unfortunate as it is for the major metro areas, it represents a golden talent attraction opportunity for smaller cities and locations abroad who want to increase their workforce without subtracting jobs from the local citizenry. I'll get into that right after this. This podcast is sponsored by Superpass, the go-to software for out-the-box content websites and mobile apps. With the Superpass platform, you can create your own branded website and native mobile apps to host your digital content, subscribers, and more. Do you have quality content that you want to share with the world in a beautiful and intuitive site? If so, then Superpass can provide the tech solution for you. Hold all your digital content in one place, your brand, your way. Check out superpass.app. That's S-U-P-A-P-A-S-S dot app. In an effort to bring new blood into town and increase its workforce, Tulsa, Oklahoma City is paying people $10,000 to move there and work remotely for an employer they already have. 
NBC2 reports. $10,000 to move to Tulsa. You've probably heard about the Tulsa remote program that started last year. Now it's back and thousands have already applied. To WorksView's Christy Maria introduces us to one man who says he's glad he made the move. And we bought a house, we have our kids in school, and this is a long-term plan for us. Connor Sneddon has worked remotely for five years. A lot of remote workers, myself included, in the past, you work at home. Uh, so you don't really see humans very often. You're on the phone a lot. He's from Kansas City, but had been living in Dallas. He has a wife and two kids, so they were looking for a city to settle down in. That's when he found Tulsa Remote. It's just kind of stars aligning, saying, hey, this is a perfect opportunity for us to to be in a place that we raise our kids, can get involved in the community, uh, and actually have an impact. Sneddon moved to Tulsa five months ago and was immediately engulfed in the city pride, seeing why so many people applied in the program's first year. I don't know that I've ever been to another city, big or small, that I've seen more city flags than I've seen American flags. Uh, the amount of pride that people have in this place is, is palpable and it's, it's very contagious. Last year, Tulsa Remote got to 10,000 applicants before they had to cut off the application process. This year looks even busier. 1,500 people applied on the first day. And it's not just Tulsa, Oklahoma. Vermont has a remote worker program. CNBC reports. Is absolutely gorgeous, but it's got a few challenges. An older population that's growing slowly. So the state is thinking outside of the box with its new remote worker grant program. It will offer you up to $10,000 if you're a remote worker who wants to relocate here to Vermont and continue doing your job. And those are just two examples. Uh, there are several others out there. I'll mention, uh, hmm, I'll mention these three. The state of Maine, which has a program called the Educational Opportunity Tax Credit, does just that, helping students cut down on their debt loads simply by attracting them to move to Maine and work. How the credit applies to you varies depending on the year you graduated, your degree type, and whether you are a Maine native or moved from somewhere else in the country. But generally, workers will be able to deduct the total amount of money they paid in student loans for the year from their state income tax bill, up to $377 per month for 2018 bachelor graduates. Tech workers willing to relocate to the Alabama Shoals area could receive up to $10,000 through the Remote Worker Incentive Program, or Remote Shoals, through a partnership between the Shoals Chamber of Commerce and the Shoals Economic Development Authority. And then there's North Platte, Nebraska. The folks who work for North Platte's Economic Development Agency came up with what they call the Work NP program. Collaborating with local employers, the city will match sign-up bonuses, excuse me, sign-up bonuses for new hires up to $5,000, which can translate into a potential $10,000 signing bonus for workers. Are these all the programs available out there? <laughs> no, not even close. I'll link to more programs like them on jimstroud.com. You know, as I reflect on this trend though, I can't help but wonder the impact this all will have on the recruiting world. Um, consider this. If people being recruited are already working from home, what's the advantage of working for you? 
What makes your company so special? Why should they disrupt their life at a time when so many people are afraid to quit their jobs right now? I suspect we're going to see a drastic reduction of force among recruiters who cannot sell opportunities to candidates. Those recruiters who cannot convey empathy or leverage interpersonal skills or manage their relationships with the hiring managers will not be able to connect with people uh, they need to recruit, (laughs) people they need to work with to get those people recruited. And so their productivity and usefulness will gradually or abruptly diminish. I also think that recruiters who are good with people and at leveraging data will thrive in this type of market most of all. Why? Well, um, they'll be studying things like worker migrations, analyzing what is attracting people to those locations, and using that information to fine-tune their sales pitches, recruitment marketing, and even enhance their employer brand. But uh, that's just me. What do you think? If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track. That's what ransomware is all about. It's psychological pressure. Ransomware, when your computer's hacked into and your data held ransom. Attacks are on the rise and Russian gangs are making billions of dollars. The moment I got that message, I knew our greatest fears that we ever have are starting to come true. The post-Cold War era is over. Dot com, the hacking. A new season from Crowd Network with me, Katie Puckrick. Just search for dot com, that's D-O-T-C-O-M, and subscribe. 